Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Now we're going to talk about something amazing. Um, One of the most significant self-help books published anywhere is Alcoholics Anonymous. And it was published in the 20th century, and again, one of the most significant books. It was released in 1939, and it was called The Big Book, as it's commonly known. And it has sold an estimated 37 million copies and has been translated into 70 languages. And it has spawned numerous recovery communities around the world while remaining a vibrant plan for recovery from addiction in all of its forms for millions and millions of people. So today we are talking to William Schauberg, who wrote the book, writing the big book. It's all about the creation of AA. It's told through extensive archival research into the 18 months between when the big book was proposed and published. And so William relies on primary real-time documents. He pieces together the narrative of conceiving, writing, and producing the big book. And he also demythologizes the popular anecdotes about the early history of AA. Welcome, William Schauberg. Thank you. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah. Now, let's just say a little more about you. Uh, William Schauberg is a scholar and a rare book dealer based in Fairfield, Connecticut. His interest in the history of ideas led him to amass a large collection of the first edition philosophy texts inspired by the scholarly work, the Nietzsche Canon, a publication of history and bibliography. So he studied many many different uh, books, and his scholarly investigation into the authorship of Alcoholics Anonymous was an 11-year project that, like the Nietzsche book, began with sort of biographical and bibliography confusion, and then he really then took a look at this. It was 11 years of research and seven years of thoughtful evaluation that went into writing the big book, The Creation of AA. So, William, so talk about that. How, I mean, that's a huge undertaking. Talk about writing the big book. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, as, I, as a rare book dealer, uh, I, I bought a, 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 an artifact, I bought an early edition of the book. The, bu- the book, Alcoholics Anonymous, was published in April of 1939, but in the February before that, they multilith printed, they offset printed copies of the book for comments and critiques, and they made a lot of changes to it before it was published in April. I bought one of those multilith copies, and uh, as a rare book dealer, it was important to know how rare is it. And I, mm. I, I looked at the secondary literature, which said they printed 100, some had 200, 300, 400. I knew it had cost $165. I found good documentation <laughs> on that. But I went down to, I got, finally got permission to go to the A archive, and what I was looking for was, was the invoice. I was looking for the invoice from the printer to tell me how many copies they had printed for $165. And I never found the invoice. I don't, don't know if it just doesn't seem to be preserved. But I, so looking for more information about this, this particular multilith printing that I have, this urtext of the big book, um, I just looked deeper and deeper into the story. And, uh, and I found a whole bunch of things that 
I thought were absolutely fascinating on, on the face of it, but also things that just didn't quite fit with the stories that I had heard from friends and even a couple of relatives who are members of AA. My, my so what, friend, what, what instance, were those discrepancies? What were the discrepancies? Well, most of them could be tracked back to Bill Wilson, who's the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, Bill told stories all the time about the early days in Alcoholics Anonymous, um, but Bill was telling things that were much closer to parables or even myths. Uh, Bill was a salesman trying to, uh, trying, to, trying, to, trying to get people sober. I mean, uh, Wilson, Bill Wilson had this, this vision that was, you know, uh, he had a grand, uh, universal, uplifting, deeply spiritual, life-saving vision. And at this point, Wilson was closer to messianic than anything else. He was, but he wasn't trying to save, save people in the next life. He was trying to save people's lives in this life. Mm-hmm. So he... he when he told those stories, he, he, he pared them down. He got rid of all the messy details. Uh, he, he, he admitted all kinds of uncomfortable facts. He had a terrible memory for dates on top of that. So the stories that he told weren't really on the money historically accurate. Sometimes they, were, they had been changed quite a bit uh, so that a, a particular point would be made. But uh, when I looked at the documents, I found a whole bunch of details and information. I was amazed at, at, at some of the things that I found in the archive and also the, the, the depth and the breadth of the materials that were there, which ended up in a fairly large book, as you know. So, again, it's huge. It's, it's, let's see, how many pages is this? It's like 750 pages plus. What are some takeaways? What are some things that you think the audience should know that you think really shaped this organization, and maybe some things that you feel made it last as long as it has all these years? Well, you know, Patricia, um, one of the things is the stories that, that people tell are, are a kind of, I don't know, they're kind of angelic stories about these origins, and people are, some people are very committed to those. But this wonderful quote that a woman talked to Bill Wilson in 54, and she said, uh, she was she was telling him to clean up clean up the story. She said the people here, they're in, she's in California, talk as though there were 100 men that they all went saintly and were taken straight up to heaven, and God just guided Bill's hand, and Bill just sat there and let the words come through. Actually, it wasn't anything like that at all. No, it wasn't anything like that at all. It was yeah. a much 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 more human story, and 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 it, it's it, and the story that I called was. Com- tremendously incomplete on some levels. One of the things I was shocked to find out was about this man, Hank Parkhurst. He was the first person that Bill Wilson sobered up in New York City in late 1935, and they were just about joined at the hip. I mean, they were just, they were, they were a team. They, they really, really worked together, and Hank was the one who was always pushing Bill to do the writing. We've got to get this book out. We've got to get this book out. Hank thought they were going to sell literally a million copies of the book, and then profits from that would fund all the other projects they wanted to do. So Hank was the one, I, I'm fond of saying to people, no Hank, no book. But his, mm-hmm. his name almost appears almost nowhere in, in the records. Bill mentions him a couple of times in a book he wrote in 1955 called uh, Alcoholics Anonymous Comes of Age, but he's, he, he's not, why isn't he mentioned? He isn't mentioned because six months after the book was published, Hank Parker's was drunk, and he never got sober again. So it's now, a how little do you know uncomfortable. That? How do you know? All oh, that—that's—that's that's very much it. That's—that's in, for instance, Bill Wilson's wife Lois kept kept a diary, a right. very extensive diary, in 1939. Right. She's got all kinds of details about the day and how drunk he was and what kind of trouble he was in, and Hank never got sober again. So. 
So, you know, revisionist history just kind of drops him out of the story. Here's a guy who was so critically important, not only to the fact that he pushed Bill Wilson to write the book, but he was constantly arguing with Wilson about what should and shouldn't go into the book. Wilson had his own ideas, and he didn't change them too much. But Hank did, in fact, help shape the book that was published in April of 1939. Um, and and the, guy, the guy today doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, which just I, I felt flabbergasted. Wow. William, what's one thing or maybe a couple things that you got or you learned? What's an awareness and aha that you got from doing this as the observer, if you will, and compiler? Well, well, one of the things is I, I, it, was, it was very, I was going through these chapters, and, and, and the chapters, I, and I had a couple of early versions of, of, of two of those chapters, and, and really looking at what the book says and what it's, what it's suggesting, the program of recovery, of course, is outlined most concisely in the 12 steps. But it, it seems to me that, that I, was, uh, I was really interested to realize that Alcoholics Anonymous is based on two foundational principles. The first principle uh, that Bill, Bill Wilson says that the real alcoholic, he used that phrase, the real alcoholic has no defense against the first drink. No matter what mm. promises you've made to your spouse, to your children, to your parents, to your boss, sooner or later with no booze in your body, you are still going to pick up that next drink. And he says that's because we have this, a real alcoholic has this peculiar mental twist so that there's no defense. He, at one point he calls it, he said, what can we call it but plain insanity? First premise, real alcoholic has no defense against first drink. Up, second premise, there is one thing you can put between you and that first drink if you're a real alcoholic, and that's a vital spiritual experience. And that's what the book talks about over and over and over again. The, the, the beginning words of the 12th step of the program of recovery are having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these mm-hmm. steps. That's the whole point. And that's, that's their understanding of the solution to alcoholism. Now, it doesn't work for everybody. We know that for a fact. But there's over 2 million people in AA today that are sober, and it's 80 years since the book was published. Lord knows how many millions and millions and millions of people have had their lives saved and improved by that particular formulation. But it's not just AA, right? Now we have we have all different. We have the narcolepsy, uh, right? NAA. Oh, there's and, and then know, we I, have I, uh, overeating anonymous. We have sex, uh, the sex addiction. I mean, there's love addiction. There's a, many of them, correct? I, I called the general service office about three months ago to clarify that issue. I said, how many twelve step programs do you know of? They don't. Right? They don't authorize them or anything, but they, they kind of keep a, a list. She said, uh, it's running, we don't have all of them, but it's running about 670 at the moment. Really? Like, you got yeah, that's, that was my, I was like, you got to be kidding me. She said, no, and she started reading some of them. I said, okay, 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 I believe you. You know, there's Cocaine Anonymous and no, no you know, there's just Narcotics Anonymous. There's just, it goes on and on and on and on. Cigarettes and on, it's just amazing. Wow. It's amazing how widespread that that formula for right. dealing with addictions right. of all sorts right. has been applied. But it came but it came from this. That all those oh. whatever it is, six hundred came from this premise of AA. This was the creator yeah. of it. Yes, ma'am. It was exactly right there. And it's yeah. it, one of the things, that, I mean, one of the points in my book is uh, the, the title of the book is The Writing of the Big Book, colon, The Creation of AA. Because 
my one of the contentions in my book is until the book was published on April 10th of 1939, there really wasn't a, any AA. There wasn't a formula. The, the 12 steps did not appear any place until then. Wilson had only written them down on paper for the first time four months before that. He called the period Amazing. from when he got sober in December of 1934 until the book was published in April of 1939, the AA's flying blind period. But once the steps had been published and offered to the public and to the membership as a concrete way to go about staying sober, then all of a sudden that's what it, people are people those the first hundred and sixty four pages of the book as it's published today is identical almost perfectly identical to what was published in nineteen thirty nine it's Amazing. people refer to it as the basic text. Wow. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about the making of the book, the big book, the creation of AA, and, um, you know, some other fascinating things that William Shawbrook found. And again, there are more than 612-step programs that have borrowed so heavily from the big book. My guest is William Shawbrook, and he's the author of Writing the Big Book, The Creation of AA. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we will be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. TRN. 
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are talking to William Schauberg about his new book, The Writing of the Big Book. The Creation of AA, which is pretty amazing. Uh, 2019 is the 80th anniversary of the publication of Alcoholics Anonymous. September is National Recovery Awareness Month, and we're in November, but that's okay. Uh, The origin of AA and its founders present a fascinating glimpse of American history, including the end of prohibition, the mood of the nation in the post-depression, and the role of philanthropy. So what we're talking about here is William's research into that early, early period from when the book started to get written and then was published. Welcome back, William. Thank you. Yeah, and I know that you are a scholar and rare book dealer based in Connecticut, and uh, it took you 11 years of research and seven years of thoughtful evaluation to write this big book, which talks about myths. So tell us some of the myths well, I, one of the problems that people have is they, they, in AA at least, they just don't want to admit that Bill Wilson wasn't telling the God's honest truth when he told these stories. Uh, in, in, in the beginning of the first chapter of the book is Bill's story, and, and in there he writes about the very first time, the very first step taken towards, uh, towards a program of recovery. His, his friend, Abby Thatcher, calls him up and says, can I come over? And he says, sure, and Bill, Abby comes over, and they sit across the kitchen table. Bill's drinking. Abby's not. Bill offers him a drink. Abby says, I'm not drinking anymore. Bill says, you've got to be kidding me. Abby says, i got religion. So they have a conversation, and Abby leaves. And a few weeks later, Bill actually gets sober, finally gets sober. That's a story Bill tells in the book. There's a number of recordings that, where Abby tells the same story, and it's, gotten, it's, just, it's just cluttered with messy details that Bill leaves out, and it's completely different. He says he called and got Lois, Bill's wife, on the phone. They made a date for several nights later. He showed up. Nobody was there. The Wilsons finally came home. Bill's drinking. They sit down and have dinner, the three of them, plus the woman upstairs who's running out the top of their brownstone. Uh, after dinner, they go upstairs on the second floor parlor. And Lois, leading on, Ebby says, why don't you tell us what's going on with you these days? And he starts telling the story about getting sober through the Oxford group. That's how he got his religion. And on Two hours later, Wilson's walking up to the subway, throws his arm around him and says, I don't know what you got, kid, but I could sure use some of that stuff. And mm-hmm. whenever he tells that story, one of the times he just cleverly said, he said, look, I know that's not the story you read in the book or anything like the story you read in the book, but you got to remember, somebody was drunk that night and somebody was sober that night, and I was a sober one that night. And, mm-hmm. and, and then he said, the, the point is, that it, the, the, story, the point of the story is the same, and it really, really is. The story that Wilson told, this one-on-one story, encapsulates and presents with real clarity one of the foundational beliefs of Alcoholics Anonymous, namely that the message of recovery can best be delivered when one alcoholic talks to another alcoholic. Not a doctor, not a priest, not a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. One alcoholic talking to another mm-hmm. alcoholic. So he, he takes all those messy details and just throws him out, and boils it down to this message that he's trying to present to, to, to people that he's talking to who are suffering from a drink problem and that he's trying to help stop. Mm, fascinating. So based on your research of everything, you know, you looked at this from the origins of developing AA, what do you think, William, 
has made this so successful? What, I mean, because whatever you saw in the beginning obviously has stuck all these years. Why do you think that's so, just in your opinion? Well, I think there's two things. There, you know, there, first of all, there's what's called the program, the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And when people actually go through those 12 steps, uh, it's not always, but it's frequently life-changing. And, and sometimes it's life-changing enough that they can actually stop drinking. But it seems to me, it seems to me that people talk about the program and the fellowship, and it seems to me that the fellowship is as powerful, if not at sometimes it would some people more powerful than than the program of recovery itself. Just just all of a sudden going from a, a place of isolate. Most drunks are isolated to to one degree, and sometimes to very severe degrees. Going from a place of isolation to a place of belonging and being a part of, and not wanting to lose that. Uh, one of the early guys, Jim Burwell, was a was a, a flaming atheist, and he used to he used to complain all the times about all the God talk in the meetings in 1938. Uh, Jimmy was sober for uh, for six months, and then he went out drinking again. And 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 when he wrote about it later, he said the most painful thing about that was that suddenly I was alone and by myself and isolated from the only people who in the world who understood who I was and how I operated. And four or five days later, he gets sober again. And he stayed sober until 1979, after Wilson died in 1971. He was the oldest surviving member who had, who had uh, been around during the early days. And, and he, uh, he stayed continuously sober from 1938 to 79. Wow. Mm. So the he was, people. He was the guy who, who said that he, he would believe in God if, as long as God meant group of drunks. G-O-D. Huh. huh. And, and I think the fellowship is, uh, has a tremendously powerful uh, effect on, on people who have been uh, misunderstood and isolated uh, through a long career uh, of, of drinking. All of a sudden, they, they, they run into these people who are like, get them, yeah. and actually are trying to help them, which I don't think is true of uh, many other people in our society. Yeah, they just they just figure it's a it's a it's a moral failing, and all you need is a little will, willpower. Buck up, kid. Buck up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We know that's right. not true of addiction, but it's how people react continuously. So, what is your message in writing this book? What do you want people to take away? It's a big book. It's over seven hundred pages. Uh, what do you want people to get from this, William? You know, I think I think the the, the coolest thing about my book is people when people. Tell repeat Bill Wilson's stories. There's almost this angelic, as I mentioned, this angelic story about alcoholics. It's, it's a very miraculous story. But the story told in my book is way more human. And, and people are always stumbling or near stumbling throughout the whole story. It's a very, very human story, which in my opinion makes it even more miraculous. And I cannot imagine that any member of Alcoholics Anonymous knowing this more human side of the story wouldn't be proud to be a member of a group who had survived uh, with whatever kind of guidance must have made that possible. Yeah, absolutely. And how can people find it? got a website called writingthebigbook.com. Simple enough, a first part of the title of the book, writingthebigbook.com. There's a sample chapter there, a table of contents. There's a little video, me, video of me talking about the book and uh, a couple of links where you can just click on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and the publisher to uh, order the book if you like. Thank you so much, William Schauberg, for writing this book, Writing the Big Book, The Creation of AA. Really appreciate you being on the program. 
Thank you very much for the invitation. Thank you. And again, um, give us the website again, please. www.writingthebigbook.com. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Don't forget to write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. I'll put you on my newsletter list, and you can see all the wonderful guests I have each week. And you can like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Have a great week, folks. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.